Hey there, thank you for joining us for Six Degrees of Study, an uneducational podcast. Today we have Meredith who has a Bachelor of Design Studies from the University of Western Sydney and currently runs her own design business in Tunkurry. We want to show you how it's highly likely there's only six degrees of separation between you, the career and the life you want. This is the Six Degrees Podcast. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Meredith. Where are you today, personally and professionally? Sleep deprived? <laughs> that's nothing to do with the degree. Don't, don't take that on kids. I think that's um, a lot to do with the degree from Well, it's probably a very experience. knock-on effect of the degree, isn't it? <laughs> so I feel like I'm in a really – I feel like I'm one of those people that's actually got it all sort of thing, you know, mm. which sounds really arrogant. I hope it comes across as grateful, but <laughs> – I think I've, I feel like I've got it all. Like I've got two little boys who are hysterical and they're amazing. They're two and five. But a husband who is probably sick of supporting every crazy idea I come up with, but he does it anyway. Um, and he's, he was actually he's really instrumental in where I've gotten to now. And I'm post-degree. I did a Bachelor of Design Studies through Western Sydney University. And, um, and I live in Tunkurry, of all places. But like I'm a professional small business marketer. I build websites and I create marketing strategies. And I work with some amazing people, like Mr. Brown over here, um, <laughs> and now the TUC team. And yeah, I've kind of hit this sweet spot where we've got a little house by the sea that's like five minute walk away from beaches and lakes. And I love the community they're in. Like, I did that soccer mum thing and I got roped into the committee. So now I'm on the soccer club committee. Like, just tick every typical soccer mum box. And you'd be on the it. committee for marketing, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I'm like, I built the website and they're like, so this website ongoing, do you reckon? I'm like, okay, fine. If it's going to save me 11 p.m. phone calls, yes, I'll do the marketing for the club as well, which is great because they're another bunch of people. I just, I grew up in a small town, not this one. I grew up in the Blue Mountains, but coming back to a small town is like coming home. I love small I love the people I love the atmosphere I yeah I'd love it so so, yeah. so just to put some perspective on it when did you finish your degree how much time has gone by so I graduated 2013 what are we 2020 now so I technically finished 2012 had the graduation ceremony 2013 so it's been what seven or eight years Jesus seven or eight years fast mm-hmm. yeah seven or eight years since I finished my degree but I've had an amazing career ever since then it's um yeah, it's been a really cool ride. And I think it's one of those things that it doesn't look anything like what I thought it would look like, but it's better. It's probably better than anything I could have imagined. And when you completed your degree, did you fall into what your degree was it's, related to or did you yes. do a windy path after your degree? So I think the windy path for me was pre-degree. So I had a really bumpy exit from home. Um, I had a, There was a lot of, lot of conflict for me at home when I was leaving Um and that was, that was really hard. I can really kind of relate to anyone who has been put in the position where they feel like they have to choose between their family obligations and pursuing a life for themselves. But And, and you're talking about leaving home straight after year 12 or did yeah, you stay at home? No, I was straight after year 12. It, that's kind of when it all started because I think it, it sort of was the end of my childhood and the beginning of my independence and that didn't really sit well, particularly with my mum because because I'd, throughout my whole childhood I'd become really integral in the family dysfunction in my day-to-day life. Suddenly I was going off and pursuing my own life and everything collapsed when I left. It's getting very dark very quickly. But I kind of want people to know that I like you can still come out of it to the other side of it and get it. You can but still- Meredith, I think it's also relatable. Like it's your personal story, but I think there's a lot of people that are in a similar position. I know yeah. often you think, oh, this is just me that's going through this. Yeah. But as you start to talk about this stuff, you realise that, mm. it, yes, it's your story, but it's also other people's story too. So 
it's a really, really rough separation point when you assert you the independence that you deserve anyway. So, like, I was – I finished school at 17 and a half because I started that year early, so obviously meant I was young leaving school. Mm-hmm. I got into, accepted into Macquarie Uni doing a languages degree. Um, I was – I studied Japanese. I went to Japan a couple of times and I was going to be a, a diplomatic service um, in some way, shape or form. Wow. So, hang um, on, just put some <laughs> – you went there straight after year twelve. Yes, to Macquarie. Yes, right, because that's where you got in. Oh well, so I put I put that degree on hold for a year, so right. I deferred it um, because I want to take a year off. Yep. Because um, I done a whole bunch of other things towards the end of high school, so I I've, I knew what it was like to have the balance of education and extracurricular activities, and I wanted twelve months to just. I think it was probably similar to you. Like I wanted twelve months to earn a bit of money. I had a car. I had a license. I went and got a job in the city. Really nice job in the city. It was such a such a good first job. It was just an admin role, but it was great. Um, I met my then boyfriend, now husband, and he's a little bit older than me, but he was like working really hard. He was paying off a mortgage in Sydney single-handedly, which is no mean feat. Mm. And so like I'd met this guy who was really like settled and secure. And so long story short, so I I was out of home by the time I was 18. week before my 18th birthday, I had to move out. Um, I didn't move in with my husband straight away. It's a really messy situation. We all have those situations where it's like, yeah, there's a lot of details, just Suffice to say, it was messy. So that was 2018, was just a really bumpy ride in amongst trying to work and be an adult. Um, then 2019 rolled around and it was time for me to start that degree. And so, hang on, 2018, 2019? So 2017, I graduated. 2018 was my gap year. Oh, wait, sorry, um, minus 10 years. 2007, <laughs> sorry. You can tell maths wasn't the degree I went into, can't you? I was so, like, hey, this is great. look great for like 23. <laughs> A lot in a short time. <laughs> so, yeah, so sorry, 2007 I uh, left school. 2008 was me working and trying to keep my head above water. Um, mm-hmm. 2009 I started that degree. And I realised very quickly that I wasn't doing that degree for the right reasons. I was using that degree as a way to make things right at home because I felt like that was the degree I should be doing that would make people at home happy. And, um, yeah, after – and, like, you know, you've got that three-month grace period with universities where you – no strings attached, can walk away, no, you know, no harm, no foul, which a lot of people, again, don't know about – like they don't tell you they you no. know, at school they don't just say, you know, it's not you don't have yeah. to have it, all the answers now. That's just it. give it a go. Test That's the water. Dip dip your toe. Like if yeah. that doesn't really doesn't work, fine. Yeah. Do a different one. So yeah, so three months in I realised that degree just wasn't gonna cut it because I was like where my like my so then boyfriend, um, we were talking about like the family life we wanted. We knew we wanted to move up here because my husband had been coming up here ever since he was little. We wanted to do the family thing up here. And I just knew that that degree was gonna span far too long that I wasn't gonna be able to package up a degree and a career with a bit of experience and then move because this was my misconception about regional areas is I'm just like I'm going to need to take work with me if I'm going to make my career stick in a small town like I what are the chances of there being design roles in a small town like that I need to make this work so I had to sort of do all this legwork and everything while I was in a metropolitan area to then take up with me and I'm looking at this degree going this isn't going to work like what am I going to be in three years an international student like because that was the name of the degree was international studies and I'm like well so what jobs are there for international students exactly like I could just (laughs) see there was actually two or three degrees tacked onto that to make it mean something so then I um then I sort of so I went went my separate ways and again Macquarie was like okay that's fine you know have, have a nice life basically um so can I just ask you there with that do you did you feel like you were racking up debt then with Macquarie like is there that feeling of oh um, well I reached out to the the university and I said this is my situation and they just reiterated the fact that look this is the cutoff point any decisions you make until the cutoff point it's fine Great. you know so you walked away from there without without yeah, the cost that's it it made your choices in time yeah yep. that's it like I said I just I had the date in mind and I said okay I've got to make a decision by this date trust your gut I did 
walked away. They sent me the letter saying, you know, thank you. We hope you have enjoyed whatever experience you end up having. We hope it's enjoyable. And that was it. It was really, really easy. And so then I went and spoke to, I think, UWS. Um, and they said, well, look, that's fine. Look, and I said, what about the UA? What about back then it was a UAI. It's like ATAR now or something, I think. And I said, what about my UI? And they said, look, don't worry about it. We'll make it work. You know, like um, they said, just get, send us all your information. We'll, make, we'll work it out. And so I... Because by then were you close to mature age entry point anyway? With the I, th- I think I probably would have qualified because then I would have been starting 2010. So, yeah. um, so then they said, yeah, look, it's not... I can't actually remember the specifics. I remember knowing it was just easy. Yep. That's all I remember was that it was easy, pretty frictionless. I spoke to someone at the campus. They walked me through the process. I picked a degree. We put it on hold and they're like, oh, see you next year. Like this, there's some degrees I think you can do a mid-year intake. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have that option with the design degree I chose, but they said, that's fine. They said, we'll just see you at the start of next year and we'll – so that's the only thing I remember was that it was easy. Yep, yep. Um, then, yeah, then I just hit the ground running. It was the best best – switching gears moment I could have made really yeah so from that point from completing that degree and how long did that take that was three there was a four year there was a four year or three year option um and so because again like sometimes like I think in adversities the making of you so because I had to move out because me and my husband did eventually end up living together we didn't get married for like seven years after that but because we ended up living together I had to work full-time to be able to pull my weight financially and so I started doing restaurant, restaurant management. Because I needed the money and therefore was subsequently willing to forfeit my social life, um, I ended up moving into like management supervisor roles and things like that in a lot of major restaurant chains and things like that so I was able to earn fairly decent money and also study. And so I eventually found my way to Penrith Panthers because... Can I just ask, were you, mm-hmm. when you were taking on all those quite heavy work roles, were you studying full-time? Yes, yeah, and that was manageable? It was – I found – I think it's about self-awareness and knowing what's manageable for you. Yep. So I reached a point where I couldn't work full-time but I could work four days a week. Yep. So my full-time degree was about three or four days depending on what week rotation was in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to do a lot of homework. Again, I did have to forfeit a social life but I'm super awkward. Like I much prefer staying at home in my own company anyway. I think I went clubbing twice in my entire life, so that kind of worked for me anyway. So hang on, then you end up at Penrith Panthers. We well, yeah, I kind of got to Which is a bit go of to work at a club. <laughs> so that was probably the only time I was ever going to go out was if I was working there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so then amongst all the hospitality roles I had, I ended up at Penrith Panthers because it was just down the road from I was at the Kingswood campus. And so it was easier for me to work more hours because I wasn't losing time in commute and I could do the shift starts and everything. Like I'd do a day at uni and then do a, th- uh, a 5 p.m. to like a 3 a.m. shift at Panthers. Um, but that's just what you had to do because paying to keep a roof over your head at the same time. And um, I think it's all about being the in the right place at the right time but being the right person at the same time. So yeah. I approached the restaurant manager while I was doing the supervisor shift and I said, hey, look, I'm doing a design degree. Um, I'm always looking for opportunities to hone my skills. So if you've got like a menu, like next time you do the menu revamp, can I design it? Or if there's like signage to go up in the restaurant, can I design it? And it just so happened that the restaurant, um, or sorry, it was a head chef. So the head chef was on really good terms with the marketing manager and the marketing manager was crying out for like a part-time designer to take some of the weight off their full-time designer because at that point the club had like 10 subclubs, the footy club, the RSL, like they were ver- the marketing team were very overloaded at that point. So then I ended up sitting down with the marketing manager and we worked out that I'd do two days um, work in the marketing team and two days work in the restaurant. Um, and then that, it kind of spilled on from that because it's almost by sort of sheer coincidence, as soon as I finished my degree. I mean, like, to take it a step back, it was really good for me to have that working context for my degree. So while I was studying, I was also applying all these skills to a real-world job. Um, and then when I finished my degree, the um, that was when the Western Sydney Wanderers were 
starting up. And right. so our graphic designer got pitched, got um, poached to be the graphic designer for the Western Sydney Wanderers. Right. And so then I moved into the lead designer role at Penrith Panthers. And then so I was the and so it was just this seamless transition straight out of uni into working for a major NRL team. And so I, I looked after the football team had a bit of extra help with the marketing and branding side of things. But I so I did a lot of design for the marketing uh, for the football team, the major club at Penrith, and their sub clubs around the state. So so do you think that they would have put you into that role if you didn't have your degree, or was it you having the confidence from your degree that made that? Well, it was transition easy. I think it was about being on the lookout for opportunities related to what I was doing to try. I was always trying to fast track things as much as possible, which is kind of weird because it's kind of filtered back, filtered now into how I do things professionally. It's like what's what's the end result? How do I get there as slick as possible? You know. So for me, it was like a case of I don't want to be doing the rounds looking for a job after this. So how can I make this situation work better now? And I'm like, well, there is a design need in this place. Obviously, I wanted to see if I can get some experience now so I can walk out of this degree ahead of the game with a bit of a working portfolio and a degree. And it just so happened they had a need for me there and there. It was like they were just waiting for someone to stick their hand up for it. So, Mm. I mean, never be afraid to ask. You never know unless you ask. The worst they can say is no. True. Thankfully, they just said yes. So... When did you decide to leave Panthers and make the transition away from the city? What what brought that on? So we uh, we started this. Well, so the, let's take a step back. So the agreement that the game plan that my husband and I came up with is like I wanted to have. We wanted he because he's a little bit older than me. He wanted to have kids by a certain be married and settle on having kids by a certain point. And I said, well, that's fine. I I need to have a degree and about a year or so experience up my sleeve before I'll be confident to make that move. So we're like, okay, great. So we had a bit of a time in our head in our heads, and so I think I've been at Panthers about twelve months in the marketing role, and I started looking for opportunities to get a design role up here, um, and one came up, and it was actually like the most chaotic three or four months of our life because it came the job opportunity came up, I think about a couple months before, so I moved up and stayed with his parents who'd retired and live up here to take start the job in the November. In the March following that, we were meant to be get. We got married in Vanuatu in the middle of a cyclone. So in that space between November and March, we sold our house, did some mad renovations to the <laughs> the shed. Essentially, we were living in Sydney to get it to sale point. Um, <laughs> we were living in like three and a half hours away. My husband was trying to secure employment up here, um, and then we were trying to sort of buy a house up here, and then. The place I was staying at actually closed because, unfortunately, the owner passed away, like got really sick and passed away. He got cancer, um, and he was a lovely guy. It was really, really awful. So I then had to find another job, another design. So I'm sending away resumes trying to get patchy reception in Vanuatu because I'm doing this job transition. This is on your honeymoon. In my honeymoon, I'm sitting in the restaurant in Vanuatu. There's like screaming winds, and I'm like, please just hang on while I send this resume away. You did say that you always try to get from one point to the next point as fast as possible, so that's yeah. pretty quick. Oh, and then <laughs> Planning we, ahead while you're on your honeymoon. I've got to get this job. Yeah, so we're doing all that. We're buying and selling houses, and then we fell pregnant with our first one um, by, I think, the April. Like, again, the doctors are like, oh, look, it'll take a couple of months. It's fine. No, it was pretty much straight away. <laughs> So, well, you do like to fast track things, right? Yeah, that's been pretty much a recurring theme. It's just like, how can we squeeze as much stress, trauma, and growth into the shortest time frame and come out to the side kind of semi normal? So, thinking back on all of that, that the wedding in Vanuatu, the, the cyclones that you're exhausted, aren't you? Um, <laughs> if some, you know, if you had have had the vision of where you are now back then, what do you wish someone had have said to you to, to get you through all of that to this point now, where you're you said at the start, you know, I'm feeling really comfortable, I'm in a really happy spot here. Mm. 
and you've been through all of that, what do, what would you have needed at the beginning to, to go, I can get through all this, it's going to be all right? I think just... Your words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it all, you just can't have it all at once. And you've got to really be in tune with what does success look like for you? Like I think so often we prescribe this idea of success as like money, massive house, nice car. And it's got to be more than that because like for me... I'm living success now because success for me is a house that it's not huge. It's only a little three-bedroom brick home, but it doesn't cost us so much that we don't have the flexibility to change gears and try things with our role. Like we're not so enslaved to a mortgage that we can't shift. Like it's about giving yourself the breathing room to shift when you know something's not right. And for me, it's so I've got two little boys and they'll – and this is no shade on anyone who's had to rely on daycare because I realise everyone's just trying to make it work. But one of my big – before all this happened, I had a really clear idea of the kind of mum I wanted to be. And the degree – well, the degree and the career had to facilitate me being a parent. It wasn't – the kids were never engineered around the degree. It was always the degree and the, the career need to be engineered around the family. And I've got two kids that have never been in full-time daycare. My son went to – my son, the longest they've ever been is four days and that was even for a brief period of time – I've never had to put them in full-time care where they've been there morning till night because I know that breaks a lot of parents' hearts when they have to do that. I've been able to create a career that has meant that I could still have at least one day a week, if not two, where it's me and my son, whichever one it is, and we're hanging out, we're going swimming lessons, we're going to the beach, we're going to get ice cream, we're going to cafes and milkshakes. Like I can still have the career and the fulfilment and the, the one-on-one time with my kids and the time with my husband. And do you think that is something that's a little unique really about being in a regional area because you don't have to have a massive mortgage mm-hmm. to have somewhere to live. Yep. It, it then gives you that freedom mm-hmm. with your time. Oh, we say that all the time things. too. Like it, it costs you nothing to have a good time here. You can take your kids to the beach. costs you nothing and they've had an amazing day. You can take them for five bucks worth of ice cream. They've had an amazing day. Like when we're in Sydney, it costs 50 bucks to leave your house. I like, can't believe you've got to pay to mm, park at the beach. That's it. Like it's like everything's so expensive. Whereas here <laughs> it's just like you go for a walk along the river. Like you put your kids in there, they ride their bikes along the river, you go and get hot chips or something. Like it's a $20 day and they love it. That's all they need. That's all you need to keep a family happy up here is just mm. doing stuff like that. Mm. So being able to have that life with our kids where we're just so – we're such – the four of us are such a team and I've got a career that I love. And we're in a community that's just full of amazing people. Like I couldn't – that's success for me. Yeah. It's not the big house. It's not the fancy car. It's not the million bucks a year because sometimes earning a million bucks a year will kill you. Mm-hmm. It just – it flat out will. So, yeah, I think that's – that's it. it's been really clear on what does success actually look like and you can have it all as long as you're realistic about what really is going to make you feel fulfilled. And I think having young families like yours in this area now is why it's so important to have the university's campus here yep. so that there is that next level – so that, you know, you don't have to go through that idea of your kids having to leave home to go and study. Well, it's also about knowing the connections that are there through the university, like knowing there's so many people invested in this project, that there is a lot of career opportunities woven into the woven into it in all these different stages. Like if I'd known that this was – or if this had been here and I knew this facility would have been here, I probably would have moved up here that much sooner and started living this life. That, mm. I mean, I don't ever want to say I regret anything because I feel like so much of what I've been through has built me to this person I am today – but I feel like it would have meant moving up here might have felt that much more viable because it's like, oh, no, there are education and work opportunities up there. They've got this thing where I can do my study through them and then they'll team me up with an employer. And it's this whole pathway that's kind of been paved for you where you're not beating through the bush doing it 
first go, you know. Yeah, that's why it's so important now, I think, to really to get this up and running mm. and, and to get it embedded into the community to give that opportunity. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Six Degrees podcast. This podcast is produced by Upbound Business Consultants and is brought to you by Tari University's campus. Based on the New South Wales Barrington coast, TUC is a hub for supporting distance education study for university students with campus facilities, mentoring, postgrad career opportunities and more. If you'd like to share your story, you can send us an email at podcast at tarauni.org.au and let us know your unconventional road to a degree. Until next time.